0: Welcome back to Wasted Local Fantasy Football. I'm your host, the Fat Brother.
1: You're supposed to introduce us. Oh, is that how this goes? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, Josiah is... I'm Josiah. I'm Josiah because Daniel got winded halfway through his sentence there and couldn't finish. (laughs) I'm here with Michael and... The
2: no longer fat brother.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The new hot
2: brother. Hey, we are dad bods are in guys
0: yeah, yeah tell that to all the girls that have denied me over the past 2 years <laughs> well dad bods are not you have to have in. a good
1: personality i so, have a great you know. personality
0: <laughs> so okay. a lot happened this week in fantasy football
1: i noticed
2: so for, i'm so excited to talk about it
0: <laughs> yeah so how are you two doing first let's get that out of the way because nobody really cares
1: my back kind of hurts and so does michael's you can make up your minds what we may have done to each other's backs but there's our story how how is how's your back my back's fine actually oh, it doesn't hurt at all. that's a first yeah <laughs>
2: well um i feel great and we'll get into why here in a second
0: yeah, so a lot, like I said, a lot happened, and dude, th- th- this week, like we're not going to get into waivers yet. We'll we'll save that for right before the matchups for next week. But there were, I think, this was like the most waivers that we've ever had in a single week, and it's all because Bruce listens to Matthew Barry's every dying word. So, <laughs> but before I think it we also in, has
1: some, well, I was going to say, I think it also has something to do with how many injuries. Happened in the first week. Oh, as my well. goodness. Yes.
0: Yeah, that too. But if you look at if you look at Bruce's, none, I don't think anybody that he picked up or dropped or injured. <laughs> I think he was just like, but, oh, Matthew Barry says this guy's going to be good this week. Yay. Let's go get him. Let's
2: just let's just get it all out of our system right now <clears> so <throat> we don't have to ever mention it again. Bruce listens to Matthew Barry and no one else.
0: <laughs> yes, he is literally. I forgot the guy's name. Anyway, let's go into week one's uh, scores. So we're going to start uh, at the top of my list here. We got uh, Jay Jacobs, Jingleheimer Smith, Nathan versus Poppett and Lockett. Linden Nathan reintroduced Linden to fantasy by handing him the big old L right off the bat. One hundred nine point one to one hundred two. Discuss.
2: That was a cl- odd. This was a close one though. It was a lot of close ones.
0: I just thought it was fitting that Linden came back after a year off of fantasy football. And, you know, he he did well, his team did well, but, you know, he got introduced in the proper fashion.
1: (laughs) I think it's fitting that Nathan listened to our podcast last week, realized that the Bears' defense was a bad idea, picked up the Lions' defense, and they both got zero points. So (laughs) Yeah.
2: It could have been negative points, though.
1: I'm just saying... He listened to our wise decision to tell him to choose someone else, and then he, he made his own error from there. <laughs> I, I think, uh,
2: I mean, obviously, I think this this came down to the only reason that Lyndon won this, obviously both scores were decent Nathan right over the 100. Lost. Or sorry, sorry. The only reason Nathan won this was because of how good uh, Jacobs did for him. On the Raiders with thirty-three point nine points. I mean, that's probably one of the highest scoring running backs this week.
0: Well, yeah. So. If he if he didn't if he only scored two touchdowns, Nathan would have lost. If you yep. if you account for yards and everything, so.
1: Well, and Julio Jones did really well. Also, I don't think he got a touchdown, but he had twenty twenty point two points. Yeah. So, uh, Nathan's bench actually did a lot better in his starters, he had Jonathan Taylor and Noah Fant and Zach Moss all score in the double digits while he had one, two, three, four, five, five players on his team score in the single digits. Yeah. So, uh, Stafford got him 16 points, but that also includes the DeAndre Swift wide open dropped pass in the end zone for the game winning touchdown. Oh my goodness. So Stafford probably should have had about 20 points there, but, um, I don't think Nathan's going to be necessarily happy with the number he put up, but he's probably happy with the W.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Let's ask him. Nathan, are you happy with the number that you put up this week? Your score? I could have put up 10 points and one and still be happy. <laughs> he said he could have put up 10 points and one and still been happy. So yeah, he's happy with his points. <laughs>
2: <laughs> happy for the W. He's yeah. just happy to be here.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, considering like if you would have played just Julio Jones and Josh Jacobs versus Ryan, you would have won. So. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So, yeah, that was uh, that game. Let's go to the next game. Let's just keep these ones short and sweet. Um, Next one, we've got Kamara Chameleon Roger versus unsolicited DAC picks Josiah. In one single game, Roger made up for his poor performance last year and took Josiah to pound town, beating him 126.1 to 103.8. Discuss. Well, If you're not crying too hard, Josiah.
1: I am less upset than you might think I should be because Roger put up a solid score, 126 points, and I hit 100 points, which I did not think was possible going into this week because... Right after we got off the podcast, Miles Sanders was announced to be out for the week. Um, And then also uh, during the game, Devonta Parker got hurt, didn't play the whole second half. George Kittle got hurt. He played in the second half, but he wasn't himself and he didn't catch a single pass. Um, And then AJ Brown got hurt as well. Uh, He didn't really have that great of a game. Uh, So... As, as far as I'm concerned, I have probably about 15 to 20 points-ish that I could have gotten just from people not playing or just not playing in the second half, not to mention my kicker missed some kicks. Uh, I started the wrong defense, and Josh Allen missed two wide-open passes in the end zone, which is just what Josh Allen's going to do. Also, he fumbled twice instead of scoring a touchdown, which he should have done. So... um. 103 sucks. I lost to Roger. Roger respectably beat me with some some good stuff. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins definitely killed me. Uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, his high scores there. And Travis Kelsey also got 14 points there. So, like I said, I'm not happy that I lost in week one. It puts me behind the eight ball. But uh, it it could have been worse. I I do have – I counted five – question marks on my schedule for the upcoming week uh we'll talk about that later but um i think the injury bug has struck and i think it i think i'm the guy
0: it, it seems to be going that way yeah and it's fitting that if you are the the injury prone team this year it's fitting that roger took you out in week one because it he, is he, fitting he, he,
1: he just is like passing the baton yeah uh he and, right on he, down.
0: He gave you. He gave your team COVID. Like that's a you too too close a proximity to that injury bug, and gave. I'm it so proud you. of
1: your joke there. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on. Next, the chosen one, Michael, versus the fresh prince of hell air, Bruce. Ah, this one made me so happy because it. Oh, I'm just so. This
2: happy also that. made me happy.
0: In the game of the week, Michael Michael Lee. <laughs> In the game of the week, Michael narrowly escaped defeat, thirty one point four to one twenty nine point one, because Bruce is. That's all- actually
2: the best way to put it. Narrowly escaped defeat. That's the best way to say this.
0: <laughs> yeah, all because Bruce's awful draft pick of James Conner got hurt before halftime. Discuss. Ugh.
2: Praise the sun. So, um, this would have been over if Matt Ryan wouldn't have scooped in and got the garbage points, the garbage touchdowns at the end of that game Uh, because he was riding me like going into the third quarter with like seven points Uh, because all he had was yards, but thankfully he scooped up two touchdowns, so that put him all the way up to 23 with 450 yards, which any other QB would have like five touchdowns with that many yards. Um, But still, respectable amount of points. Zeke Elliott doing what he does best with 26 points. Um, Aaron Jones, solid RB2 with 15. Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen continues to disappoint in the second year on my team. Uh, Mark Andrews got me 20 points. Stephon Diggs killed it in Buffalo with no touchdowns and still almost 13 points. And Pittsburgh defense saved the day. Um, And like you said, I was down – uh, I think by like eight points going into this game, and I had a defense with Pittsburgh, and then he had James Conner. <laughs> it was all but sealed. Everyone was already talking about how Bruce had had the W for that week, and
1: not me. I said, "Watch, James Conner is going to carry the ball and go out in the first quarter, and you're going to win." And that's nope, true. That's what happened.
2: You did, <laughs> you did say that, so it was just it was really nice to to see Bruce and and Roger. Mm-hmm. I have to say, Roger was like because I think I played Roger this week. I don't know. I don't know, but he's like, you're going to be walking 0-2, and, and I was just like, yeah, hey, suck it, Roger. <laughs>
1: well. So, shout-out to Bruce's team, though, because I believe he had the highest amount of points with a loss. Um, Russell Wilson did really well, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and David Johnson both did very well. If he would have started J.K. Dobbins instead of James Conner, he would have won this, and J.K. Dobbins might be his flex going forward, but... Um, he took a risk taking that rookie in the first round, and also David Johnson with his injury history um week one i I would say it's paid off and he he looks like a scary team going forward but also um we'll see we'll see if it holds up throughout the whole season
2: also if Hilaire was like A little bit stronger, I would have got my ass kicked because. Oh yeah, he couldn't get in the end zone. Was there two or three touchdowns he just could not deliver on in the in the red zone? Like he just could not break through the line. Too tiny.
0: Yeah, there was a couple. He's got some work to do. All right, so that was that game. On to the next one. I'm a uh, a little. I can't talk today. Sorry, guys. Like this (laughs) makes for great great podcasting. My speech is about as bad as my face. I'm a Librarian Bonner, Brittany, versus Big Booty Cheeks, Josh. Josh will have nightmares for weeks with the royal pounding Brittany put on him. Even (laughs) Pop-Tarts won't quench the sting of his defeat. (laughs) 154 to 112.3. This goes.
1: Highest score of the week. She clapped them Big Booty Cheeks. Uh, She has the number one quarterback who scored her 20 points, the number one running back who scored her... 26 points, Um, and then Carson and Thielen got her 21 and 28 points. Uh, Her kicker and defense, Buffalo and Will Lutz, got her 10 points apiece. But I think Will—well, Jay Crowder, the start there with 21 points in her flex spot really kind of made her run away with that. Um, I think she loves Terry McLaurin, who got her 8.6 points, but she might want to think— about starting John Brown instead of him. That's of course up to her. But uh, he outscored Terry McLaurin this week. So um, yeah, she really, she really crushed. Uh, Lamar Jackson outscored Pat Mahomes and Juju Miss Schuster put up a great week instead of DK Metcalf for Josh. But um, he unfortunately had uh, Robbie Anderson and Calvin Ridley on his bench, which actually. Would have made this interesting. I believe Brittany still would have won, but Josh was uh, two starts away from scoring 140 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I th-
2: I th- yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have caused him to win because the only places he could have slotted those people were wide receiver slots, obviously, and that or flex. And the lowest score there was 13, so that yeah. would have added 16 from Calvin Ridley, and the other one would have been um, really. No
1: show. So he is hurting for running back though because uh, Patrick Lindsay didn't Phillip really Lindsay. do much. Philip Lindsay, whatever his name is. Philip Lindsay also um, went then, out with an
0: injury. He's got, uh, he's got turf toe, so he's out.
1: Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Marlon Mack has the ACL and he's out mm-hmm. forever until next season, at least. So Yeah, I think Uh,
0: that's going to put a damper on Josh's season because not only did he draft, he drafted Lamar Jackson in the first round, so it put him behind on the running backs and his two backup running backs are both hurt. So he's going to be, you
1: know, hurting. Why does he still have him on his, like, I would just, why not just drop him? He probably hasn't checked his team yet, to be honest. And if he did, he he may have scooped a waiver that we'll talk about later. Yeah. It's
0: all right. Let's move on to the last game. It would be my game versus Ryan, the newcomer. Ryan's very first matchup of fantasy football went exactly as predicted. In the biggest point spread of the week, Daniel slaughtered Ryan, 137.9 to 65.
2: <laughs> he doubled his score plus some. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Although, I will say this. I mean, you obviously – no one could have predicted that Devontae Adams was going to have a 35-point game. Like, that was absolutely – asinine but on the other end of the spectrum literally no one would have predicted even with even with a a small injury that happened near was it the end of the game right for michael thomas yeah he still only got three points so like those are the two if Devontae adams had a normal game of you know 15 points and michael thomas had a normal game of 30 points um i mean there's that's a that's like a 50 point plus back in his favor um but for the spread. So I mean, that with, you know, Chubb getting him five points, his number one running back, five points. Uh, and Ronald Jones only delivering with ten. So I mean just and the start from, you know, Cam Newton or Drew Brees over Cam Newton, which, you know, I think a lot of people would have made that made that call as well. Um but still, I mean, there's a lot of things that just didn't work out in his favor that ended like this. So I mean, he he obviously yeah, listened I,
0: to the podcast last week and listen to us say that he should start Drew Brees over Cam Newton. You're welcome, Ryan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was all Chad. Suck it, Chad. Uh, I think Daniel's team with Dalvin Cook looked really good there. That was such a steal for him in the first round, and then Raheem Mostert got that like 70-yard touchdown, so I don't know if we can expect 23 points out of him every week. No, Um, no, definitely not. But that was certainly very good for you. And then uh, you even had Will Fuller you picked the right flex. Um, he he scored the most points out of anyone that was on your bench. So uh, Will Fuller was the correct flex for you this week. Uh, San Francisco's defense kind of let you down a little bit. They only scored one point, so you should probably just drop them all together. Is what I have the feeling. No, um, I'm just no, kidding. Pass, but. <laughs>
0: Playing it's a divisional game. Like, I'm not going to drop the 49ers after a divisional loss to Arizona. Suck it! <laughs> like it's not going to happen.
1: I do think this their defense is going to struggle this year, though, because I think their offense is going to struggle. Yeah, and it's um, all I have to say about that. But I feel like Ryan, uh, everything that could have gone wrong for his team this week did go wrong. So hopefully, this is one of those where you're like, yeah, I I suck this week, but I'll be back. Hopefully better next week.
2: I don't think... Just given his, his lineup, there's no way these, this is a consistent 65-point team. I mean, this is a... It's a good-looking team. So, it's, it just is what it is.
0: <laughs> All right. So, last week, Chad, Josiah, and I did some predictions on wins. Who was going to win? Who was going to lose? And I went 3 of 5. Josiah went 4 of 5. And Chad picked every single game right, so congrats, Chad. You're wow. a football dork. <laughs> he probably doesn't even listen to this. I think
1: he just picked against me for spite, so I, I'm well, not... I mean, if he got four
0: out of five
2: and
1: he got five out of five, he wasn't picking against you. He picked against me in my game. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Josiah got so four you're... out of five. I so... got four out of five, and then we picked against each other in my I game, gotcha. so he picked Roger, but— Congratulations Chad. Uh, Michael is going to ruin that for you this week with his picks cuz <laughs> he's he's picking for Chad this week. Oh,
2: you're the celebrity. I didn't know that was
1: a thing. We have we have the third picker every week.
2: Well, I didn't I didn't know that was a consistent thing, I should say.
1: Yeah, we, it is now. You have to carry the torch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So
0: like I said before we started going into last week's there was a lot of waiver stuff. And I'm just going to go through this really fast because it's just so much crap because Bruce literally dropped. I feel like Bruce has a full new team. Like he completely redrafted his roster. So I'm going to go through this really fast. If anything sticks out to you guys, comment on it. But it's just a lot of stuff that happened on waivers this week. So Bruce dropped DeAndre Swift, Rob Gronkowski, Preston Williams, the Patriots defense, and Antonio Gibson. And picked up Young Hoku, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, the Rams' defense, and Scotty Miller. Like, I do that many waiver t- that that much waiver activity in like a six week span. Maybe that was all this week. That was all <laughs> since we recorded last week, literally. And we recorded on what Tuesday last that. week? Yeah, it's that's l- crazy. Yeah, it's it's actually been a, yeah it's been a week and a day, so eight days he's done that. It's ridiculous. Uh, Josh dropped Justin Justin because last week obviously we talked about it on the podcast. He went on the practice squad, so he made that call before the game. Didn't help him, but um, dropped Justin J- Rohrwasser, Picked up Dan Bailey, and he picked up the Washington Washington's defense today, um, which I think is just a bad move. Um, they're good defense, but they're not gonna they're not gonna do as well every single week. Uh, Nathan dropped Gardner Minshew, the Lions defense, and the Bears defense and picked up Jimmy Garoppolo and the Chiefs defense. Roger dropped Alexander Madison, Le'Veon Bell, picked up Tariq Cohen and James Robinson. Ryan dropped Darius Slayton and Daryl Henderson and picked up Jerry Judy and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Lyndon dropped Deshaun Jackson, picked up Malcolm Brown. Josiah dropped Baker Mayfield and the Chargers defense, picked up Naeem Hines and Benny Snell Jr., and I dropped Blake Jarwin and Cam Akers and picked up Johnny Smith and Alexander Madison. So I saw that Roger dropped Alexander Madison, and I was going to target him like at the end of our draft for Dalvin Cook as a handcuff, but uh, Roger took him, so I saw him on the waiver, so I scooped him up just in case.
2: I didn't get any of my waiver claims, so.
1: Yeah. You're probably, clo- you're probably in first or close to it. I'm fourth. Well, you're ahead of me, but um, some things that jumped out to me is Le'Veon Bell is now a free agent, uh, and he might deserve to stay a free agent, to be honest. Um, also, in true uh, Nathan fashion, he dropped everyone on Tuesday instead of just doing this simple add and drop feature that is provided for you right there. So if you ever want to know what Nathan's going to do, just go look on Tuesday to see who he's dropped, <laughs> and then you can snipe him. <laughs> um, I am ecstatic that I got both Naheem Hines, and I didn't think I was going to get Benny Snell Jr. back. Uh, I was going to say back. <laughs> he, well, I, I dropped him because um, they stated he's the very clear number two, and I believe that, but then I I, I gave James Conner too much credit, and Snell is not going to get 100 yards every game, but uh, he has the potential to finish the season, so I don't know.
2: Hit it pretty well in that game.
1: But it's he because he's great. better than James Conner. And then I also got Naheem Hines, which I mentioned Josh has Marlon Mack, who uh, is out for the season now. So that's one less running back in the – chart. Uh, not Chargers. Um, Cold. I said Chargers because of uh, – what's his name? The quarterback. Anyway, uh, yeah, one less running back in that backfield. So Naheem Hines is pretty good at receiving out of the backfield. He might not be a starter for me, but he should be a pretty decent spot play.
0: Yeah, see, like, I, in in our Discord, because on the app, it puts all of the waiver claims in a weird order. So, like, I woke up this morning, and I was like, that's bullshit, because in, in the app it said that you got Benny Snell, and then it went around, then you got Naeem Hines, and then I was the very last, and I got just my tight end, and I was like, It literally skipped me for Naeem Hines. because He is my
1: number one claim.
0: Yeah, but in the app it didn't state that. It said that Benny Snell was your number one claim. And then I looked on the website, and it's actually in order. So I was like, oh, okay. But the the app just throws it up there in a random order. So I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I got skipped. But no, it it didn't.
1: I see you're kind of reaching there with the Johnny Smith pick. Uh, He looked pretty good. He has a lot of talent, but you also have – no talent left in the tight end position after this week so yeah uh that kind of sucks for you but yeah i took uh, two
0: dart throws of Blake Jarwin and Hay- Hayden Hurst and one of them tore ACL and the other one didn't do shit so um yeah yeah i'm still going to give Hayden Hurst a little bit of time probably uh to see depending on matchups but
1: yeah I mean, Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards. It's, he's bound to catch a pass every once in a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, but whenever you've got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and whoever else is, there, whoever else is on that offense crap. Um,
1: I think um, Teddy Roosevelt did really well. Um, mm-hmm. I also saw Abe Lincoln out there was doing some work. <laughs> and then uh, Benjamin Franklin actually was electric.
0: Jesus. That was awful. I hate you for that I I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we had one trade this week. So... um, I think it's worth about four trades. Yeah. Um, Ryan traded Nick Chubb and Michael Thomas to Michael for Dallas Goddard, Aaron Jones, Tyree Kill, and Golden Tate.
1: Uh, And then he also dropped... J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Tevin Coleman to make room for those extra two spots. Yes, Daniel, what do you think of this trade?
0: I think it's very, very bad trade for Michael. I think Michael Thomas's injury. They, well, they announced today that he's going to be out what four to six weeks, roughly. Uh, he says he wants to play. I don't see that the uh, he he might try, but I don't think the coaches are going to keep him in. Um, high ankle sprains are bad news. Um, And Nick Chubb is literally splitting carries um, with the Cleveland's punter. I forget his name. Hunt? Kareem Hunt? Yeah, that's the punter's name. Yeah. Um, And, like, uh, from the stats on Sunday, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt literally, it was a 50-50 split. Like, they both carried the ball the exact same amount of times. Um, eh, I don't know. Like, I just... With an injury and a and a fifty fifty split running back and having to give up Tyree Kill. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard's pretty good. I mean, Dallas Goddard is a backup. It seems like him and Ertz are both going to get a lot of catches considering the injuries to their wide receivers in Philly. But um, you know, he he's still just a backup until something happens with Kelsey. Like there's talks right now, what I was hearing today. Um, one, they're not they they're they're trying to like give Ertz less money. Ertz isn't happy. I don't know if they're going to make Goddard the number one there and try to trade Ertz before the deadline. Um, So that could pay off for Ryan. Um, But at this point, he's still just a backup, but he still does really well. Um, I don't really – I'm not a fan of Aaron Jones. I don't think that he's going to do – he's definitely not going to do as well as he did last year. He's not going to have three, four touchdown games um, all the time. But he still is the number one back there in Green Bay. And I don't really care about Golden tape, whatever. Um, yeah, I just think that this trade is definitely in Ryan's favor
1: and not in Michael's. So this is this is how I viewed it. Um, Michael, his first and second round pick of Tyree Kill and Aaron Jones. That was your first and se- was that your first pick, Aaron Jones? No, you no. got Elliot. Yeah, Zeca and then you, was okay, my first. so it was your second and third round pick then.
2: I think it was the second and fourth.
1: Okay. But Tyreek Hill is still a a very good weapon. But straight up Aaron Jones and Tyreek Hill for Michael Thomas and Nick Chubb, that one is almost close enough. I know Michael Thomas is the number one receiver, but it can be argued that Tyreek Hill also has that potential. And then also with Michael Thomas's injury, which I don't know if it's very clear – what he's going to do from now. Um, so I've, I felt like that was a toss-up. And then Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb, I still feel like that's kind of a toss-up. Um, the Packers give a lot of carries to Williams. And like you said, Aaron Aaron Jones uh, might not score 19 touchdowns this year, but he's still a solid option. So straight up, that trade um, would have been a little bit in Michael's favor, I feel, with adding Dallas Goddard who got a hundred receiving yards this week and throughout all of last season, he just kept catching more and more and more passes. I think Goddard, even though he was Michael's last pick is a potential starter. Um, and probably going to be Ryan's starter, golden Tate, uh, when healthy could be an occasional flex play for a bye week or I don't know, but, Overall, I feel like uh, Ryan's team got deeper. Uh, He gained the most points out of it, but then you also have to look at Michael's team where he traded four players away and he had a pretty deep bench going into it. So he has to be confident. Michael, you can speak to this. Um, How are you going to replace the two extra slots that you kind of traded away on your bench?
2: I think it's still early enough in the <clears throat> the season to kind of decide who who's going to be good on the bench. So, yeah. there's a lot of a lot of rookies out there if Bruce doesn't scoop them up, there's a lot of people <laughs> who are, it's only the first it's only the first week. If Bruce so doesn't scoop them up, still more injuries coming. So, there's a lot of waiver potential out there. Um, and immediately speaking, I didn't really lose anything in the starting spot either cuz I'd had a lot of depth in all those positions. So I you know, I'd Stubb, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill. I'm I was never sold on Tyreek Hill in the first place. So I don't really I didn't really even want him. He was just the best that was available at the time. So um I I knew Michael Thomas was injured when I made this trade. Hm. I was very aware that he was gonna be out at least two games. So and everyone was rubbing that in my face and I I knew that. But Stefan Diggs came in hot. He's a good option in Buffalo. I still have Michael Gallup, who's still a good option. Um, then we still have Brandon Cooks. Um, Ayuk comes back for San Francisco this week. So there's still, even, in, even if we move out of flex, there's still two or three people I could slide into that spot. And I'm going to have Ezekiel Elliott. And if Nick Chubb even puts up half the numbers he did last year, even splitting time with Kareem Hunt, he ran the same amount of yards this, the same amount of carries this week as he normally did. He was just up against one of the best defenses in the league, so it's just it's still too early to tell with Nick Chubb whether or not that's a good or a bad trade. If it if it is a bad trade, it is what it is. But ultimately, from a prospect of what we saw last year, I think Nick Chubb was a better deal for me. So, I think there's a lot of potential upside, and I'm playing the I'm playing fast and loose here. I think a little bit. I think that I. Maybe could have not dumped. Maybe I could have got away with like keeping Tate or keeping Goddard in that and still got away with it. But I felt like taking trading for his number one and his number two picks, especially at no, at number ten, where he had the bottom of the barrel, quote unquote, for first round. I feel like that's where I, I my head was at. So
1: I I would I would grade this slightly in Ryan's favor just on the straight up trade. Uh, but like I said, Michael Michael has his bench options and um, it's putting a lot of faith in an injured Michael Thomas. And then uh, anytime you trade, uh, the, uh, the goal, of course, is to put the best nine starters out there. And I think Michael has the two better starters out of this trade, um, but I feel like Ryan probably got three starters out of this trade. So just in a straight up trade, I think Ryan wins, but... In the playoffs, like, if Michael makes the playoffs, if he has a healthy Michael Thomas and a healthy Nick Chubb, and, like you said, slide Stefan Diggs in there and whoever else on his bench, then he might have the stronger team.
0: Word. All right. All right. So that was the trade. All it right. was. <clears throat> um, there wasn't really any trash talk this week other than Ryan's video. Um, which immediately came <laughs> back to bite him in the ass, but it's kind of hard to explain the video other than that he pretended to step in dog shit and then picked up his shoe and my name was on it. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was about the extent of trash talk this week. Um, I'm pretty sure Bruce probably threw out a few things, but I tend to ignore anything that he sends in Discord, so, you know. uh, As do I. So Well, you left the Discord, so you don't count.
1: Yeah, it was a trash channel.
0: I did. I did want to bring up
2: that Roger said, you know, like I said earlier, he goes, um, "Michael, we might as well consider it, uh, consider it one, even though um, he spelled one wrong. Suck it, Roger. Uh, especially since you're about to start zero and two against the two laughing stocks of the league from last year. Take those W's where you can. So, Roger, I'm gonna have to take your advice. I will take the W where I did. So, suck it.
1: He's got that South Harrison education kicking in for him.
2: <laughs> yeah, big true, big true, big true. Uh, there, were, I actually thought there was a lot of good trash talk floating around in the Discord, um, but I guess nothing really worth bringing out. It's just we just constantly talk shit on each other all day, every day in there, so it's kind of hard to to bring any out. Yeah. I know like Roger with the classic, just checking to see if you're still dim boys. Uh, after the Cowboys lost, it's always funny, regardless of, of who says it. So, um,
0: yeah. All right. So I've got limited time. So let's go ahead and get into the matchups for next week. Um, and we'll start with Josiah's game. Unsolicited okay. DAC picks versus mayor of Titty City. So Josiah gets to take on Ryan. Um this week.
1: So does he have, oh, he has Michael Thomas in a starting spot this week. So I'm projected to win at the moment, 111 to 84.8. At the moment, I also have, I think five players with question marks on them, if they're even going to play. So to read off my starting lineup would almost be pointless. Uh, Hopefully Josh Allen does great for me and Derrick Henry kind of steps it up. Uh, Miles Sanders, please get healthy. Um, and uh, Naheem Hines might have to make a start here. Uh, Kittle, wh- where are you at, man? Um, and hopefully the Saints defense does what they did last week, but even better. Uh, this week, Ryan is starting Cam Newton, Nick Chubb, Ronald Jones, Michael Thomas, A.J. Green, Evan Ingram, Jerry Judy, Indianapolis defense, and Harrison kicker. Uh, so why don't I,
0: like I, okay? So obviously we can't go off of what Ryan's team is right now because that trade hasn't actually gone through. When does yeah. that actually go through? Is it tonight? Towards, it should
1: go through. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. at like three a.m.
0: Yeah, so, so it, he
1: should have it set. But I don't think he has any Thursday night. Well, he actually has uh, AJ Green. So uh, that I don't think it should affect that too much. But Michael Thomas, I don't know. He'll have Tyreek Hill in that spot, and then he'll have Aaron Jones in the Nick Chubb spot. So maybe maybe even uh, Dallas Goddard in his tight end spot. So I think he will probably come to... It'll be like a 111 to 105 prediction or something close to that. Um, I'm probably going with Ryan here because... I said, I might not even have a completely healthy roster to start. If I do, um, they're all limping in there anyway, and maybe not at 100%. And I think Ryan comes back with his big trade and shows that it was smart of him. And I think he's going to do well this week.
0: I think that he shouldn't start Cam Newton. He's playing... Like- I get it. Like, I, I understand why Like I mean, He's, he's new to fantasy football. He saw Cam Newton go crazy last week. He saw Drew Brees not do much last week. Um, and, and it's kind of, the roles are reversed. Cam Newton's now play he, Cam Newton played the dolphins. Like the dolphins aren't the, the dolphins are the dolphins and Drew Brees. He played the bucks who have a better defense than the Raiders. Um, and now those roles are kind of reversed. Like Cam Newton's playing Seattle now. Matt Ryan did throw all over Seattle, but I don't know. I just don't, I don't think Cam Newton's going to rush for two touchdowns against
1: Seattle. Um, I think Cam Newton might be the play here though, because uh, Drew Brees will be without Michael Thomas. And of course he can throw to anybody at any time at any place. But I think, I don't know. It's, of course up to him. I don't want to kind of lead lean him either way here, but I think after seeing Cam Newton last week, I I think that would be my personal play. And now he's going to put Drew Brees in because I said that, but um, I think Cam Newton's going to have to do a lot of work by himself and two touchdowns rushing is going to be almost normal for him. So um I think – I mean, he's he might not score 30 points, but I think 20 points for Newton should be the normal.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I honestly – I think Ryan will win. Um, I'm going to take Ryan in this one.
2: I think Josiah's going to win it. I think you're going to rally here. I think he, it'll be close. I think he'll come back, but I think you're going to win.
1: I think – I mean, if if I have – a 100% clean bill of health going into Sunday, I think I win. But like I said, there's just too many question marks on my team with, let me see, one, two, three, four. Four of my current starters might not even play, and then two of their replacements might not even play either. So I, I'll be reaching down to what I consider my third string options. So... healthy, I win, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm picking Ryan. All right.
0: So I I really wish the ESPN, like whenever those trades go through, it actually like redid the rosters for you instead of like waiting until Thursday. One for, you know, the reasons that you need it to start your roster, but also for this podcast, ESPN Jesus. Come on now. Get your shit together. Also, it
2: says it has – everyone has until today at 857. So here in a f- like 20 minutes to veto it.
0: Oh is what it says. Oh, so, okay. So. so there's a veto option.
1: Yeah, there's two days to veto and then it goes through. Uh, um, okay. I, I also w- want to shout out that ESPN rearranged all the teams that I had in my app. And I very much dislike that. So I know you're listening. Um, ESPN, you are trash. I really wish we were doing this in some other form. I wish it was pencil and paper. Because that, that would be better than the ESPN app.
0: Do you like the old school where you had to mail in your, your lineups and your stuff? Yeah,
1: just keep track.
0: <laughs> that would suck, especially with the postal service. It'd be service better than COVID. ESPN. <laughs> All right, next game, Lyndon versus Bruce. Both 0-1. So one of these two teams are going to come out 0 and 2 Who's it going to be?
1: I think both of them uh, probably <laughs> have a very good chance at losing this week. Uh,
2: I, I think there was too many things. Like don't get me wrong. Like Edward Hilaire and Russell Wilson both like had great games, but I think, do or David Johnson getting twenty points was not something that you're going to see every week, especially
1: um, against Baltimore this week.
2: Yeah. So I mean, and then. I just I think there were too many things that went right for him. I'm not saying it sucks here he sucks. I, I think that he still has some moves to make. Um I just don't think he's going to put up 130, 140 points again. That being said, looking at Linden's team, I don't see that happening on his side either. I think he'll stay consistent right in that 100 point range. I'm gonna have to give it to uh, give it to Bruce though on on the account that he just has some some better tier players. I think that all these people performed pretty middle of the road, and if last week is any indication, you're gonna have it's gonna be middle of the pack, and then you're gonna see a couple on Bruce's team round him out on top. So I'm gonna go with Bruce.
1: I think this is actually a pretty big week for Bruce because uh, even though he lost, I feel like his is the team that kind of exceeded my expectations last week. And uh, guys like Michael said, David Johnson, this is not going to be an easy week for him. You saw Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt kind of struggle last week. Uh, Edwards Hilaire, is he going to put up 120-something yards every game? Uh, I don't know. Uh, So I'm going to pick Bruce to win this game because I don't really see anybody down... Uh, Linden's list that I feel like Will do well which means that Linden's team's definitely going to win but I'm picking Bruce
0: I honestly think that Linden's going to take this one I think that um, Bobby Trees and Malcolm Brown Are both going to have huge games against Philly um, Titans defense Against Jacksonville um, I think that's a good matchup
1: um, Kenyon Drake could go Berserk against the Washington defense Yeah,
0: yeah, he could. I mean, I just – plus, you know, it's just Bruce. I don't
1: want to pick Bruce to win. Like, why would I do that to myself? Um, The one thing that – Todd Gurley, uh, Higby, Brown, Woods. This is like the all Rams and former Rams team over here Right for for Linden. Dude, he was high on the Rams when we drafted. Like, he was – and He just picked up another one, so – yeah, I, I, I think
0: Deshaun Watson's going to struggle big time in this game. Um, but I think that... It I tends think to that,
1: happen when you lose your best receiver.
0: Yeah, um, I think that... I still think that Linden's going to pull it out, so. All right, so let me get these down so we know for next week who uh, who's in the lead. All right, so on to the next game. We have... Big Booty Cheeks, Josh versus J... J, J, J Nathan (laughs) versus Nathan. Josh
1: Jacobs. (laughs) Yeah,
0: versus versus Nathan. Josh versus Nathan. Josh versus Josh Jacobs. How's about that? Huh. (laughs) Okay. So looking down three, I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to have three touchdowns against New Orleans. I think he may have one. He might get Nathan 14 to 16 points. Um, Saquon Barkley, is is he going to get another six-yard rushing game? Like, is that going to happen again?
1: We, I we'll doubt it now. because the Steelers <laughs> defense, they were tackling him before he even got the ball this week. So I – I just, I'm not high on Saquon
2: Barkley. That's why I didn't take him at number two. I just don't think he's as, I think he's very, very talented.
1: I just don't think he has a team to help him. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't really have a chance with Bud Dupree just eating his lunch.
0: Well, also that, Uh, and like the whole, like after watching that Giants game and watching the plays that they were calling at what times they were calling it, you can tell that Jason Garrett is running that offense and Jason Garrett (laughs) is, they were in the red zone. And they were passing the ball. It's like, you've got one of the best running backs in the league, dude. Same thing at, Same thing in Dallas. Like, we'd be in the red zone on first down, not run the ball once. It's like, you know, are you going to use Saquon Barkley or are you just going to waste him like he did Elliott? Like, I, I, Saquon worries me because of that.
1: Um, they spent a very high draft pick on Andrew Th- – was it Andrew Thomas went to the Giants? I believe – whatever it was, whichever one of those tackles they picked – um he didn't have the best week this week. So there's a potential moving forward that he kind of settles into his role, but the Steelers defense just kind of ate him up in the the run defense. Mm-hmm. Uh for Josh with Eckler and Mixon, he's he's got to have them put up at least even what 20 points. Like I I don't know if, he put, if they put up 20 points, he, he probably wins. I think they didn't even put up 15 total for him last week. No. It was at least close to that. I think but, it was
0: like close to 11 or 12
1: <laughs> um, total, yeah. I do have a question about this Washington defense, and that is what is the least amount of points that a defense can score in our league? Um, um,
0: I don't think there is a, see, okay, a minimum. So Washington's defense is really, really good. Like, they've, they've got a really good defense. They've got a really good defensive front. But they're playing Arizona, and I don't think that – I mean, they, they might get him a couple points, but they're not going to go over, like, eight points against that, that offense. Like I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: Well, Arizona put – what was it, one point on San Francisco's defense? Um, mm-hmm. I think last week – played into the Washington defense's hands. They have 17 points. Uh, Josh is known for trying to pick up that defense off waivers because we make fun of him for dropping the New England defense last year. Uh, but the Philadelphia team that has all these injured receivers, they want to build off the running game and tight ends. Um, Washington's defense has a very good like front eight, but I don't feel like they have the best secondary, which – with Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins and uh, all those guys, they're, I feel like the defense is going to struggle this week, unless they can get to Kyler Murray, which is possible. But I think that they're not going to do what they did against the Eagles last week. But hopefully for Josh's sake, they, they hang up at least seven or eight points. Um, But I, I am actually going to pick Josh this week to win over Nathan just because uh, like you said, I think Josh Jacobs is going to take a step back against uh, the uh, New Orleans defense. Uh, and Stafford going up against Green Bay. Odell Beckham Jr., who, even though he's going up against Cincinnati, uh, he once traded. So who knows what kind of attitude he's going to have. But I just, besides Julio Jones on. Nathan's team this week. I just don't feel great about the matchups, and I know Daniel's going to say that the Dallas defense is great this year, but they weren't. No, who he knows that. No, they were not. Might might score four hundred and fifty points this week if <laughs> yeah. Um, Our defense was
0: like like watching water run through a fucking strainer.
1: It was bad. It was. I terrible. would consider for Nathan uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who. He didn't really do much last week, but Michael Thomas isn't playing this week uh Jonathan Taylor is on his bench who uh no longer has uh, Marlon Mack to to steal carries from him and then Noah Fant did great last week, but he is he's facing the Steelers defense so uh I think Nathan has the potential to do this, but uh with Lamar Jackson Amari Cooper, and Juju Smith Schuster, I think uh that they're going to put up enough points for Josh to pull away.
2: I'm taking also Josh in this one.
0: Yeah, the matchups for Nathan this week aren't that promising. I mean, they're not
1: even bad. I just feel like all (laughs) the matchups for Josh are great. Yeah. He's like the defenses here, Houston, Kansas City, Cleveland, Atlanta, Denver, Las Vegas, Dallas, so like he's he's gonna do okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I'm gonna go with uh, with Josh too. I don't, I just don't like like you guys are saying the matchups for Nathan are kind of tough, and you know, Josh didn't do bad last week. He just like no, it, he would, it wouldn't matter. It mattered. was just
1: his running backs so let him down. Yeah, that's
0: the only like I think Joe Mixon will have a good game against Cleveland. Um, but I think that Joe Mixon will be his best running back that he's starting this week. But other than Lamar Jackson, because, you know, running back, whatever. But, yeah, I'm going to take Josh to win over Nathan. How does that make you feel, Nathan? And you, picked me, you picked me to lose last week, too, so. True, I did. <laughs> All right. So on to the next one. We have... The chosen one, Michael versus Roger. So, Michael, would you like to start?
1: Yeah. Um, we're, lo- we're, we're looking at Josh's team here, and we, we might call a penalty on him soon, but that's fine.
0: Whoa, um, wait, what's going on with Josh's well, team? Oh, I just- I, um, those are automatic waiver wire, by the way. Okay. Josh knows that – no, you, you – if it's a rule, it's a rule. Josh heard it at the draft. You can't use your fucking IR spot unless the dude's got COVID. He goes on the waivers.
1: Yes. Yep. So we we did instill Which, a rule this year. I don't think we talked fair, about
2: it. He tore his ACL. He's gonna be out. all He's gonna year. be
1: out all year. But <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it doesn't really matter. But I, I, Well, I would, we'll
2: catch him. We'll be, we'll do the big police on him.
1: We'll have to jet him. Yeah. Okay. He's penalized um, the draft spot.
2: So I'll I'll start um, just looking at the matchup I have between uh, myself and uh, Roger. I like my matchups a lot better than his matchups, um, even though he's got some some decent easy ones. Um, I think that Matt Ryan's going to do great in Dallas after seeing that Dallas defense. Um, and but conversely, there's no stoppings of Gil Elliott. Um, I need to take a look and see who i'm going to start in my second running back slot um probably nick chubb i haven't seen that matchup yet uh because i currently still have aaron jones so these projections could change currently i'm up 115.7 to rogers 108.9 this is all going to change because my team's going to swap here in a few hours um i don't it all I'd, obviously i'm not going to start michael thomas whether he says he's going to play or not i'm going to Probably bring Stephon Diggs up into my wide receiver slot, and then put Michael Gallup up there, and maybe move Keenan Allen down into a flex. Maybe even move Brandon Cooks up or Brandon Ayuk out against the Jets. I think that's a pretty good, good spot to be in. Um, and I just, I just don't know though. I, I still think I'm going to put up 115, 120 points, and obviously, you know, his Travis Kelsey's probably going to get three touchdowns against the Chargers. So. um, I don't. I think it'll be close. I still think I'm gonna edge out Roger, just because I can't imagine myself losing to Roger. I won't have any humility left um, or dignity left if I lose to Roger. So, um.
1: I think that Michael's team is like with uh, a few different places, of course, in there. I think Michael's team's good for the 115 points he's projected. Uh, Roger against me last week with the Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins connection, which he was banking on. He even mentioned it in the draft. Uh, That connection single-handedly got him like 40 points last week. So this week I think he's going to have to lean on that again against the Washington defense. Hopefully Kyler Murray can stay up long enough to get DeAndre Hopkins the ball. Uh, And if he does, I think he'll have a big day. And then Travis Kelsey against the Chargers, who uh, are without Derwin James. So uh, he's a big part of Mm -hmm. that middle of that defense where that's where Travis Kelsey kind of lives. So I think Roger has three people that could almost single-handedly win him the game this week. Um, Not confident about Cooper Cup, but he is going to Philadelphia. And uh, Singletary against the Miami defense—that, I mean, that could yield some points. Alvin Kamara, would he have two touchdowns last week? I don't know if he'll do that this week, but he's facing the Raiders, who uh, have less of a rushing defense than than uh
2: Yeah, I'm just worried about Kamara in that spot with Michael Thomas being out because he's also they have Latavius true. Murray who can and Kamara can go out in the end he might catch a lot of passes. Field.
1: Yep. But I, I'm going to pick Roger just because I believe in the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins connection enough that if, if Roger makes the playoffs, that draft strategy is going to be the, the reason why. So um, I'm picking Roger to win, but he needs a big game from them.
0: I'm going to pick Michael to win, and in two words, I'll tell you why. Sammy Watkins. Cause yeah. Rogers playing Sammy Watkins and everybody knows that Sammy Watkins is good in the week one and then doesn't do shit the rest of the year.
1: So I, I was looking at that too. <clears throat> he, he did just pick someone up off waivers. Um, in uh, I'm going to call him juice Robinson, even though his name's James. And then, um, he also picked up Tyreek Cohen. So Sammy Watkins in his flex might not be a permanent thing, but, uh, I I don't know. I feel like Michael's going to have to have more good things, more things go well for him than Roger, who's just going to have to have two or three players do well for him.
0: That's fair. All right. On to the last game of the week, and that is me versus Brittany. Brittany, who scored the most points last week and absolutely pounded Josh into this week. I wonder if Josh is even awake yet after that so I'm obviously going to pick myself to win because it's my team um but I think that I've I've looked over this I looked over this earlier um Chris Carson's not going to have two touchdowns or two what passing touchdowns um Adam Thielen's not going to do as well as he did on Sunday um I don't know like Christian McCaffrey is always, you always know, a lock-in for 20 to 25 points. Patrick Mahomes really didn't do as well as a fantasy quarterback as he normally does, so that kind of gives me hope for this week too um, against the Chargers. So I don't know. I think I, think I can win this one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, like 120, 125 roughly for both of us, but I think I'll, I'll squeak by, by a couple of points.
2: I think you're going to have a lot harder of a time this week with um, with Will Fuller, with Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> he's, then he's not staying obviously there. Obviously, Adams. <laughs> he could, against Detroit, he could still get you those 30 points, but not to rely on those at all. I, and I don't think Raheem Mostert has, has a 25-point game in him every week. I just no. don't think he's that caliber of running back. Um, and... I, I think Dak Prescott's still going to be consistent. I think Pat Mahomes is going to be great against the Chargers, um, and Christian McCaffrey is Chris going to McCaffrey going to McCaffrey. Um, I don't know. I think I think I see Brittany pulling in John Brown off her bench and putting Terry McLaurin either in the flex spot um, or, or not. I think she'll just put Terry McLaurin on the bench. James Crowder did great with him last week against a, and the defense in San Francisco really didn't prove to be all that formidable. So I don't know. I just like Josiah said last time when he was talking about the other game, I, I think Brittany just has more going right for her than you do this week. I just, I think that her, I think Chris Carson could very well keep doing what he's doing. It's just, I don't think there's any factors at play there. I think that's just whoever Russell Wilson just wants to hand the ball off to. Man's got magic hands. So, I think if Carson's free, he's going to get the points. You just so.
0: don't want to sleep on the couch tonight, so you're picking Brittany.
2: That's Plot true. twist, I'm sleeping there anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh,
1: I do not think Dalvin Cook is going to have... Uh, he might have a, a solid game, but I think the interior of that Indianapolis defense, even though they're not quite there yet, they have a solid linebacking core. And unless... Dalvin Cook can get outside of those middle linebackers. He might have a rough day going up the middle. Raheem Mostert, I actually think, is going to have a better week than he did this week, um, but maybe not necessarily the 75-yard touchdown catch.
2: That's what I was going to say. Better so week doesn't mean
1: more points in he, this scenario. Uh, I mean, we saw the, the Jets defense. I don't, I don't think I mean, he might get 100 yards rushing, but still score less points than he did last week. Devonta Adams, um, in that going up against the Detroit defense has the potential to do a lot because they're still really young. They just got rid of Darius Slay. And so, um, I, I think it's interesting. I know, I feel like Mahomes is going to do really well. He's going to outscore Dak Prescott, um, and then I don't know how Waller's going to do against the New Orleans Saints defense. This one, I feel like it's the closest matchup of the week. It's projected 114.3 to 113.5. Um, and there's a very strong potential that whoever loses this game scores the second most points out of anybody in the league. So uh, this game might take 140 points to win. And with Mahomes, McCaffrey, Carson, I think those three, plus Buffalo's defense against Miami and Will Lutz versus Las Vegas, I feel like they're going to do better than the average on defense. Well, so, of the, course, San Francisco could do really well against the Jets. Yeah. But I just think <clears throat> uh, if I had, it's a complete coin toss, and I'm picking Brittany because of Mahomes and McCaffrey.
0: All right. There we have it. And we'll go over the whoever won those next week. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins at the end of the year gets a big old turd in a bag on the front porch, lit on fire, because we're childs. Okay. We're, we're, we're childs. We're children. I am tired. And I have another podcast to do right after this.
1: Yeah, but that one's about the Cowboys, so it's not going to be good anyway. You're right. So, yeah. Michael is our special guest this week. Uh, it was Chad last week, and we let him talk about some stuff. Uh, why don't you tell everyone how I um, and way better th- than you at Among Us? and like It's
2: actually not true. You, I did, feel like you did really well. We just didn't have a chance of playing each other. I never lost as the imposter when I was playing either, if you remember. A four-hour video proof.
1: I remember that you fabricated ev- evidence against me Oh, and kicked me out. But you can find Michael streaming on Twitch and Facebook. Where can they find you?
2: Average idiot 121.
1: Where else can they find you? On this great podcast network.
2: D&D Kinda. I'm the DM. I have to deal with everyone else's crap. Video game mythos. I deal with my own crap there. And also on Gurus of Gaming, which is currently on hiatus, but I'm on there every now and then.
1: There you go. Look Michael up. And if if you like playing Among Us, why don't you hop in a game with us and I will gladly slice you in half and, (laughs) you know, get away with it.
0: All right. So thanks, for everybody, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. And tell us who you think is going to win. Um, and yeah. Do not leave
1: the review based on Daniel's favorite team.
0: Dude, if you like the Cowboys, leave us five stars and let's get a We Dem Boys in the comments. Suck it! <laughs> All right, everybody, until next week, don't be a dick and wear your mask. I'm getting out of here. Okay, bye.